How do you know that something's good? How do you know that someone is good? Well, for some people, if you want to know that something's good, you might use the old smell test. You know what the old smell test is. It's where something might be in the back of your refrigerator that you put there some time ago. You're, you're not sure when. You can't remember when you originally had that meal and you created that meal so that there were leftovers to put away in the first place. So you maybe use the smell test. You take it out and you crack open a corner of the Tupperware or the container or you peel off some of the saran wrap or open the foil and you give it the old sniff test. <laughs> and you see if it's good. Well, the problem is you and I both know that that's not very accurate and that bacteria can get on that food product, whatever it is, long before there's an odor. So the smell test, we think it's pretty accurate. We feel pretty good about that, but in reality, it's not very accurate at all. Sometimes we do the same thing with our own lives. Last week we talked about the idea of doing good that reveals God's glory, His wisdom, His purposes in the world. And that's the way Christians who follow Jesus, who want to uh, celebrate the freedom that they have in Him, ought to live. But the problem is they, they kind of look at themselves and assume that, well, you know what, I'm doing this, I'm automatically doing God's good in a way that's giving Him glory, in the same way that you and I might give the old sniff test. And then when other people look at us, they think, well, maybe there's some bacteria on there that, that needs to be dealt with. So we're going to talk a little bit today about how do we do, God's do good for God's glory in the world? Um, if you've got a Bible with you, turn with me in them to 1 Peter chapter 2 and take a look at this incredibly, well, challenging instruction on how to do good that reveals the glory of God. Look at verse 13 of chapter 2. Submit yourself to every human authority. <laughs> I, I have a problem with that. It seems like we have a problem with that as a society, as a culture, as a world. When, when someone comes and says, here's what I want you to do and I have the power to make you to do it, we want to get our backs all bowed up and say, no, we want our rights, we have our freedoms and you can't take those from us. But then Peter comes and tells these persecuted Christians who are in exile, who are not living in a place where they wanted to ever live, he tells them to submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. And I don't know about you, but if you're still tuned in and, and you're watching going, I don't want to hear another thing about politics. I'm done. That's all I hear on the news. That's all I see is that uh, our governor, our president, our leaders are saying one thing, I don't agree with them, or I do agree with them. It just seems to be causing so much strife and so much turmoil, and I don't know who I can trust to get the right view, so I'm just not going to pay any more attention to it, or I'm going to get really involved. I'm going to get fired up, but I don't want this in my church. I want you to know that I, I respect that, and I feel that, but gosh, there's a reason why God would need to tell us to submit to every human authority. So why would he do that? 
because of one main reason, that when we submit to human authority, we gain the best chance of revealing who's actually in charge. When we submit to human authority, we show who's actually the ultimate authority. Submission to authority shows authority who's really in charge. And Peter makes these amazing two statements about how that works. He says, first of all, that we should submit to human authority because it helps them see what truly matters, and it helps people see what ultimately matters. Look at the rest of that passage, verse 13 and on. I want to read it again, but continue with one more thought. He says, submit yourselves to the, for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. In other words, Christians can not control what people think of them and why they do what they do. But we can promote what we are for more than what we are against. So since we're trying to get people to notice what actually matters, let's focus on what matters and let the, the secondary issues be things that we submit to. When I was writing my dissertation, um, I, it took me 10 years, and normally it takes six, maybe seven if you need an extra year. But we moved churches. Uh, we, we moved in 2014 to come be the pastor here at Trinity Alliance. And so that set me back a little bit. But another one of the setbacks that I faced was that in my initial project design, it failed. I was not able to get the data that I wanted to get. And so I was given permission by uh, one of the leaders at the university, at the, at the seminary, to submit my project as a well-documented failure. But then, when I submitted it and I wrote up all of my research and said, this is how it failed, this is why I think it failed, and submitted it for final review, it was rejected by my team of readers. They said it's impossible for you to say, here's your conclusions when you don't have any data to draw on. We'd like you to redo your project and we'll help you do that. And I was furious. I was upset. How dare you? I was told you, I could do this. Now I have to redo the work. It's going to take me years to get all of this data. It's still going to be extra time, extra money. How could you do this to me? So I met with them in a phone call. And I explained my side. I said, I don't think this is fair. I don't think this is right. I've put in enough time. I've put in enough, enough effort. And one of my readers said, look, we, we understand that. And this is definitely hard. But we think, and this caught me, we think that your research is critical for the kingdom of God. And we want you to do well, not for you, but for the kingdom of God. Now, that was amazing <clears throat> that, it, you know, he wasn't saying that, you know, we want you to fail in the kingdom of God to do well, but he's saying, look, failure's just part of the process. But the question that you're trying to answer and what you're trying to research, we think is critical for the whole kingdom. And so we want you to find an answer. So don't give up. And it was encouraging. It was motivating. It took me some time to be encouraged and to be motivated, to be sure. But I submitted to their authority. I decided not to fight against it, that this was important for the kingdom of God. And that's what Peter is saying here, that 
there are things that are important to God that maybe in the heat of the moment don't necessarily come out that you know our freedoms our rights are being threatened we want to take that and we see that on the news today right you're asking us to give up our our economic freedom by staying home you're asking us to do all of these things i i get all of that we're in a really tough spot and we've got to make some decisions locally and regionally about how to reopen the country to practice the economy in a safe way that uh, doesn't allow lives to be lost but in this kind of a situation peter's saying be careful. Are you really standing up in a way that says, here's what God wants? Or are you standing up in a way that says, here's what I want? And that's why he says, look, there's a lot of times when what we want isn't what God wants. And there's very few times when we need to disobey civil authority because of the fact that they are doing something that stands up against God. We've, we've seen those. Some of you participated in the Walk for Life to support uh, Compass Care uh, over the weekend, and uh, we stand up for different rights, and we, we understand that there's questions in culture that the Bible challenges, things like, like sexuality and, and marriage and uh, questions like that. But he said, all in all, there are ways that you can speak your mind in a way where you don't have to fight for what you want. There's a way to speak your mind in a way that still reveals God. And ultimately, you may have to come to a place where you say, I will submit to you because there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger purpose at stake. You know, Michael Green, the uh, British theologian, called, uh, he uh, coined a phrase called, Gossiping the Gospel, and in his landmark book, uh, Evangelism in the Early Church, Green explains that the gospel spread most effectively in the early centuries through everyday normal Christians. You know, we read all the stories of the apostles and the great thing that Paul did and the great things that Peter did in the book of Acts and in other places. But he, Green says, it actually happened through normal everyday Christians as they went out with their lives and gossiped the gospel. Let me explain to you what that was. He describes gossiping the gospel as this. They went everywhere gossiping the gospel. They did it naturally enthusiastically and with the conviction of those who are not being paid to say that sort of thing and consequently they were taken seriously and the and the movement spread now this idea of gossiping the gospel of making our purpose in life a desire to reveal god not us doesn't mean that we can't have other hobbies or interests or passions or opinions but the reason why Peter has to say, submit to the authorities, simply says, I understand that there are bigger things in my life than just my life. And so he says, submit to authorities so that people can see what truly matters to you. Submit to authorities so that people can see God before they see you, before they see me. But we can honestly think that we're doing a really good job of revealing God without revealing his purposes and what he's about. And so he, Peter says, we need to submit to authority in a particular way that reveals what God is about. He says this in verse 16. 
Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. In other words, Peter says that we are to submit to authority because we're already free people. And free people have the ability to submit to human authority. They have, the, they have the ability because they're already set free to submit to one another. And when we do that, we reveal God accurately. In the same way that when we submit to human authority, it reveals what truly matters. It reveals God instead of us. When we submit to, a, when we submit to human authority, it reveals God accurately. Which suggests that there is a way that we can leverage the freedom that we have in Christ in a way that isn't revealing the purposes of God and what he's all about. You see, Peter says that we're free, but we're also slaves. And that we've been given the opportunity now to do God's will, that that is now our right and our privilege. You know, Peter is writing to a group of people who originally understood just a few decades ago that in order to follow God, they had to follow over 600 commandments. They had to become Jewish to follow some of them. And now that law has been entirely summed up in two commands, to love God supremely and to love others sacrificially. And that means that there's a right way and a wrong way to use our freedom in Christ. I know this personally, because one of the challenges that I have, and, and maybe you resonate with this, is that I, I sometimes struggle. I, I think I'm getting better, but I still sometimes struggle with making snap judgments about people, especially when they try to exercise authority over me. If I don't like what people are asking me to do, I try to find a reason to not do what they're asking me to do. And if I don't like them, I try to find a reason to not listen to them. If I don't like what they're asking, maybe I'll try to demean them in some way in my mind. I'll do character assassination. Well, who are you to say that to me? And, and you don't have that right. You don't have that kind of training. You don't have that kind of uh, credibility. Or maybe I'll think that, hey, you did this thing number of years ago in your life, not even to me, but you did this, which means you're like that, therefore, I don't have to listen to you. Or maybe I will look for allies who I can gather together and, you know, say, this is what this person's asking me to do. And I'll try to prompt them to say, well, you shouldn't have to do that. And I'll gain allies and we'll build this echo chamber together where I just live in smug superiority. In other words, I'm trying to free myself from a compulsion and an obligation that I don't want when Peter's saying, look, you're already free of that. You're free to serve. You're free to submit. And it doesn't affect who you are, who they are. It doesn't show that. What you want to do is show God, but show him accurately that he is a God of freedom. I read a great article today that really describes why we have this issue with submitting to human authority, and especially to one another well. And that is because submission is a discipline. And we don't like the idea of disciplines. We talk about disciplines as a thing that we have to do in order to be healthy. We have to work out, we have to eat right, but you know, it, 
that's hard. It's hard to develop those disciplines. And there's spiritual disciplines too that we read our Bible, we pray, we meditate on what we've learned. And someone talked about that there's a, in a blog post, that there's a, a, a discipline of submission that's hard. But this is what they wrote about that, that hopefully will give you a sense of what, what it accomplishes when we start to have submission as a habit in our lives. The author said this, I said that every discipline has its corresponding freedom. So what freedom corresponds to submission? It is the ability to lay down the terrible burden of always needing to get our own way. The obsession to demand that things go the way we want them to go is one of the greatest bondages in human society today. People will spend weeks, months, even years in a perpetual stew because some little thing did not go as they wished. They will fuss, they will fume, they will get mad about it, they will act as if their very life depends, hangs on the issue, and they may even get an ulcer over it. But in the spirit of submission, in the discipline of submission, we are released to drop the matter, to forget it. And frankly, most things in life are not nearly as important as we think they are. Our lives will not come to an end if this or that does not happen. Hasn't this season shown us that? Hasn't this pandemic shown us that? That all of the things that we got pent up about, frustrated about, that in the long run when it came to the big ticket items of, of life, of real freedom, they didn't really matter that much. That there were more important things for us to consider. And so... In light of everything that we have been given in Christ, and if you need a reminder, go back to the beginning of the series. All of these messages are on our website. You can listen to them and you can view them and you can catch up and learn everything that you have been provided in Jesus Christ in light of what you have in Him. What others are asking you to do is often not very much. It's very little because they can't affect you in the long run. And that's why he would say, you can show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. That doing these things are more than just a decision in the moment, but that they are a decision that reveals God accurately. And what this tells me is that God is a God who respects people as well, who respects them, who gives them the freedom to choose, even when it seemingly gets in his way of what he wants to accomplish. He knows he will ultimately accomplish what he wants to accomplish because he is God. He is the one to be feared. And you and I can live in that same kind of freedom by showing that same kind of respect to our earthly authority. Now, I know what you're thinking. I, I, you're thinking that my situation's different. That in the heat of the moment, well, in the heat of the moment, what's helpful is to remember what we read in Psalm 55, verse 22. That is Christians, you can cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Again, God is the ultimate authority. And sometimes that needs to be revealed to us again. And the best way that we learn that lesson when we think that I got to fight for my rights, I got to stand up for me, is to say, I can submit to you because I'm already free in Christ. And so what do we do? Well, as we close, let's think about this together just by discussing some questions. 
What way does my current response to civil authority reveal God and his purposes? And the second and the third question are similar, just asked different ways. The second question is, who do I find it easy to show respect? And who do I find it difficult to show respect? Why is that? Who do you find easy to show respect? And who do you find difficult to show respect? Why is that? What does that show about you and your freedom in Christ and who God is and his purposes as a God who is a God of freedom? Are we representing him well in the world? Submitting to authority can show authority who's really in charge. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I pray that you would help us to submit to authority well. That when we need to speak up, we would do so with respect. That when we need to speak out, when we need to demonstrate, that we would do so in a way that also reveals you, not us, what you want, what, uh, not what we want. And Lord, may we do so in a way that reveals you accurately that reveals that you are a God of freedom, that you respect even sinners who have defied you and you love them and you pursue them. Would you help us to submit in such a way that reveals you and reveals you accurately? Because that, that can show the world, that can show authority, that you're the ultimate authority. That can show who's in charge on earth who's really in charge of all things. Would you help us to do that, Lord, in Jesus' name? Amen.